Hey kids, the Baby Furcast is an adults-only podcast intended for mature audiences over the age of 18 and covers topics in the adult baby, age play, and baby fur communities. Listener discretion is advised. Funding for the Baby Furcast is provided by these lovely patrons on our Patreon. Triple Panic, Speller19, Tommy Dixie, Toddler Girl, Floofy Jackal, Koneko, Jake, Laura, Raspberry, Laughin' Chelsea, Melbent, Grizz, and listeners like you. Thank you. If you'd like to support the Baby Fur Cast while getting access to additional bonus episodes of the show, as well as unedited director's cuts of each episode and access to our Discord server where you can listen in on live recordings of the show as well as talk with the cast, head on over to patreon.com slash babyfurcast to subscribe to our Patreon. Furcast, we have a show. We talk and laugh and make some jokes. We are some kids, this we know. Baby Furcast. Subscribe on Patreon. Never heard a podcast. Never heard of one that's just like this. Nate and Spelly and Lily too. Gently covering topics like we do. Found myself listening to episode two. I know every guest and host that's come through. Baby Furcast, we have a show. This joke has gone on long enough we are doing this right now baby for cats wow that was like an anime intro that was beautiful thank you <laughs> yeah Lily. i just wanted to wait and see how long it went <laughs> yeah yeah I, I at first i thought there was that little part where you pause and i was like okay she's done and there's like oh there's another part yeah. It gets better. Well, welcome, uh, guys, gals, non-binary pals, to the Baby Forecast episode twenty-nine. This is our second part to uh, our three-part little series about covering little musical babs in the community. Um, specifically, uh, specifically, kind of. I noticed we all three of these people that we've chosen are DJs or from electronical the electronical electronic music genre but um i'm sure there's others out there that people will vehemently say that we should have on the show for other musical performances but uh yeah um this week we have she is a dj um producer that's right she makes what was it toddler beats she can correct me about it and she's a dj producer twitch streamer and a cat, a kitty, a very cute little kitty, and she's a toddler, not a baby. But unfortunately, the toddler fur cast, uh, I don't know, it doesn't have a nice ring to it. That's that's um, important to a distinction, though, because I'm not, I'm not a baby, and everybody knows that. Everybody knows that yeah. I'm the biggest kid, and you have to, you have to recognize that when you. Oh man, we get a big kid fight today. <laughs> oh my god, Lynn um, versus Lily, begin. Oh, yes, no. welcome. Yes, Lynn, welcome I'm, to the show. I'm afraid of Lily. She might bite me. I don't want rabies. Babies getting rabies. <laughs> babies with rabies. Uh, would you like to support our foundation, Babies with Rabies? God. <laughs> we go around the kids <laughs> and we inject them with the rabies. Oh my god. The <laughs> chemicals in the water that turn the freaking kids rabid. <laughs> 
I believe it's pronounced Wabbit, but okay. Yeah, it's Wabbit. Oh, well, excuse me. So, um... Excuse me, princess. Hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, anyways. Um, so, Lynn, I don't know if you've listened to... Have you listened to any of our episodes? I have to, like, shamefully admit that I haven't. I haven't, like, listened to a podcast in, like, over ten years. Because I have trouble. Well, thanks for listening. Now we're gonna we're gonna kick Lynn out because she's not a fan. No, it's fine. Um, I I did intend to go back and listen though, but it's just something I haven't gotten around to. No, it's fine. This is this is this is how radio is now. Because podcasts are just the radio biz. We're on the radio. It's entirely it's entirely valid because yeah, podcasting is just being on the radio, Lily. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because we're doing it live. Well, I mean, this isn't live. It's being recorded, but we act like it's live because otherwise we'd have to sit there and edit stuff in post. And I don't know about you, Spelly, but I, I, from my experience, that's not that's very time consuming and I'm lazy. Yeah. And it's also just, you know, to be fair, we did do one live show that actually turned out pretty good. Yeah, baby, the uh, baby for con. And hopefully one day we will do a, a panel at an actual convention in person. I You'll know it's us because it'll actually be Penalis. <laughs> what? Spanish. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll be <laughs> Yeah, it'll be Penalis. That's how you know. Oh, the baby for Penale. The baby for Penal. Yeah. I would like such a to stupid uh, bit. I, I actually had an idea for for an episode. Um then we can see, talk about that later. Okay, let's yeah, we'll, we'll just uh, just shove it in the backlog. Yeah, shove it in the backlog. The pile of 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 stuff that I have going on. Anyways, um, so we like to start off with some introductory questions to get to know our to let the people know about our guests. So you are Lynn Toddler Lynn, to be more specific. Um, if we're going with like a, a name, I guess. Uh, pronouns she her correct? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, um, uh, first, the, I, the honestly, this is like the, my favorite question of all the questions. This is my favorite question uh, that we like to tell, we like to ask is, how did you get into ABDL or the Baby Fur uh, community? Okay, so I originally got into. I mean, I sort of had feelings about this already from a fairly young age, like a lot of people, I think. Um, You know, like stealing diapers and stuff like that. Uh, Getting caught. It got sort of pushed back until years later when I was like in my early teens and I was sitting in a waiting room somewhere for a doctor or dentist. I genuinely don't remember reading a magazine, flipping through, and there was, like, an article on fetishes. There was just, like, this segment on diaper fetishes, and I was like, wait a minute. I'm sorry. That seems... What? But I, there I was just a stack of magazines of like with all kinds of stuff, and there was just a magazine with random articles, and I guess they were bored and did one on fetishes of all kinds. 
and diapers were mentioned in it. And that caused me to realize, like, had a sort of reawakening, like, oh, shit, I'm not alone with that, and started Googling. But this was in, like, 2003, 2004, like, the online communities weren't really there yet. So, yeah, it was years of, you know, like, really shady websites and stuff like that to hang out, just desperately finding some contact and interaction. But that that's that's pretty much like how it started. So now uh okay, gonna... so like go ahead. Uh oh I know I was just gonna say um so like what was your first online interaction? Was it on like on like IM forums or like uh Messenger or whatever uh whatever it, it is w- back it in the was, day? It was definitely like forums and stuff well it was like partially forums and partially im like msn messenger was huge over here so i found a lot of people through that i don't really remember what like the first interactions were exactly it's it's kind of vague because it's such a long time ago um but yeah it was definitely like sort of through forums and then like finding messenger contacts and then sprawling through that this wasn't like really one sort of good central ABDL community online established yet. Not re- like there were some, but they were kind of weird and seedy. I don't think I need to name any. I think we all know what kind of sites I'm talking about. Yep. Um, yeah. But I did find some like decent people through that, like other people my age, and started talking to them and. Later on, forums started popping up. I like early on. I was fairly active on on TBN back when that still existed. Which TBN. later, like, yeah, TBN was Teen Baby Net, which was like pretty much exclusively for teenagers. But you know, like, there probably were a lot of dodgy people on there as well trying to get in. It was reasonably well moderated, but again, like there just wasn't anything decent. And back then, there was a lot less stress on like keeping minors out of every single space. Yeah, yeah. Teen for some reason you said teen baby net. I don't know what that activated in me. Like there's some some deep recess of like that sounds very familiar, but I don't know. I don't want to look it up. I don't it's, want to look it up either. Dead. Yes, it's, no, it's I pretty figured. much dead. Um, to be fair, I don't want to look it up either because, like, if I go back to, like, there was also a Dutch forum that I was a part of, like, when it started in two thousand four, and I have posts going back to then. It is terrifying reading back through them, especially because, like, mm-hmm. you know, like seeing all the posts where I was like. Close to like coming out as trans, so close, and then it still took years, you know that 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 kind of stuff. It was like you, uh, you would role play or you would talk, and it'd be just like, oh yeah, being a girl, and it's like, oh yeah, this is kind of fun, and then well, not not even that. It's it was a lot of it was like you know people talking about like like gender related stuff or whatever. And and like saying a thing like 
I, I said things like, well, you know, like, really, I feel more like a girl, you know. If I was born a girl, that would have been better. If I could just be a girl, but I'm not. So nothing I can do about it, I guess. You know, that kind of shit. Yeah, it turns Where out that's like, not true, and you can just do whatever. Yeah, but I didn't know that. And I didn't know like, that until I Googled I'm, it. <laughs> I didn't even think to Google it. It was, like, not until years later, like somewhere in the mid-2010s that I met people through the MLP community that were trans and my age and suddenly was like, wait, I can just start taking some pills and become girl? That, that's an option? All this time? Okay. Man, yeah, who would have thought that it's easier? Just, yeah, who would have thought the human body is just like, well, it's easier to design if we just pack a bunch of information in there and we'll let put specific keys solve everything. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So, uh, you speaking no, about dysphoria. Ahead. So, you speaking about dysphoria, I'm going to bring up something that's. I know that you've been an advocate on and you've what? talked about, which is uh, age dysphoria. I'm going to move it up because it's about her and not about her. Okay, okay, that, yeah. that's fine. That's you know yeah. what, fine. All right, cool. Because this is this is more about like sort of your sort of thing. It's like it it was interesting for me to hear that like you felt like there was a time that you were able to push back the thoughts, given how you said that you feel like there's this disconnect between your identity and how old are. Yeah, it's it's sort of difficult to explain and it's also a little bit of a minefield since a lot of people have really like weird ideas about what it is. Sort of very wrong ideas as well. But yeah, yeah. it's it's pretty much that. It's like like it's it like I call it age dysphoria. It's because it's a nice compact sort of way to describe several different things because part of it is like body dysmorphia which you know like i don't feel comfortable with my body i don't feel comfortable yeah. with how big i am and everything but it's also there's also like and that's a lot more difficult to explain there's a disconnect with how i feel mentally as well because a lot of the time i just feel sort of I guess, like, uncomfortable is the best word to use with, you know, like, how adults sort of my whole thought process is and everything. It's like, it's it's not only sort of a disconnect from my body, it's also a, sort of a disconnect from my thought process at times. You know, not being able to just let go, whatever. Yeah, like, overthinking things a lot. Sounds like. Yeah, over overthinking things a lot and not just being able to... Like, because I very sort of distinctly understand and know what it's like to be able to not be that way, to just let go and sort of let things happen and experience them in a very unbiased way. But there's also this, like, adult side of me that's like kind of, it's like a sort of constant fight between those two sides. It's, yeah, it's incredibly difficult at times. Yeah, I feel like that's a bit of a con a bit of a th uh, a point of conflict with a lot of ABDLs. Is for me especially 
um the the there's like two different sides to you one of you wants to progress and be a member of society and like you know be immature and like go be you know go get married have two and 2.5 kids move into a house with a white picket fence and you know go you know send your kids off to college and retire into florida and die well at least that's how it is in america but you know i i I think i have issues with that because recently like i have this very big disconnect um as you guys know i'm going to med school soon and i mention it like every podcast episode but um there's this part of me that doesn't like the idea of suddenly having to be very grown up uh for for school because school is med school is probably the most grown up task you can go to like it's it's you don't everything you do is about something else now it's not about you and that's that's really weird to me it's going to be like a weird experience to go from like being i don't know i don't know how to describe it yeah Sorry. no I, I i get no. that no but it's yeah, also for me i've i've not really wanted to like the the, the whole thing you mentioned about like grown-up goals i've barely have any of those and it's like ever since i've been like seven or eight like i just basically you know like have been silently especially back then it was a lot stronger just like you know silently hoping to you know wake up the next day and just be a toddler again and i still have a lot of moments like that i know it's not going to happen i have sort of more grown-up ambitions to a degree because that is the best way for me to cope to a degree yeah that's what i meant was trying to get at is that like i don't not the my my desires aren't because it's like something that i want to do to fulfill me it's more because it's something that i could see myself doing that i wouldn't hate um even yeah. though it's not really particularly yeah. like what i would like to do yeah, yeah no, how, exactly. And that's for me, I am. yeah, and for me, like when you just started describing it, Lynn, before when I talked to you, uh, there is like to me, there's this huge disconnect between the identity that I want to represent me and like reality. Yeah, and and that's yeah, what I feel like much. it comes in for like an age dysphoria sort of thing. To me, at least, is because you're right. It's not it. It's using the term dysphoria, in a sense. But I mean, there there is like a sense of dysphoria because a lot of yeah. people are saying like, "Well, you can't use that word because it's relate. It's like it's exclusively for, or it's a medical term, or whatever. It's like exclusively for the trans community." I've heard those kind of arguments. But, like, it's not. It's literally, like, you look up that word, it literally is the opposite of euphoria. And, yeah, yeah sure, it's not, like, age, because, you know, like, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't really matter as, like, that, that number or whatever. It's not like, oh, if you changed the number somewhere, I would suddenly be happy. It's, like, a lot to do with my mental process and my physical being. Yeah, but it's the, just the most convenient way to to put it into words, right? Yeah, and, and I think that like 
I wanted to bring it up now because I feel like this is going to be the heaviest part of the podcast. And we should actually, there should actually be a real discussion on like, well, certain people are clearly going to suffer from very similar things to this. And like, oh, yeah. there's a community I, you need to talk about. I think we've had some of them on the show before. I know Pandora has mentioned these exact feelings multiple and times. And I know that I, I know that I feel that way. I just don't openly speak it because I, found my mixture of how I want to be identified. Yeah, I don't talk about mine either because I feel like one of the problems with my quest for popularity, which I really don't have, but one of the problems I have with on my Twitter is I tend to sad post a lot, which is always not particularly looked upon fondly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've spoken to Pandora about it quite a lot as well because... She, like, like we, we talked about it a lot because I started speaking about it a lot and she related to it and, like, we got talking about it. But it's, it's like, w- what both of you said is, like, you're not really open about it. And I know a lot of people feel the same way, but they're not open about it because I, every time I write something about age dysphoria on Twitter, I get several DMs from people saying, like, I feel the same way, but I'm afraid to express it. And a lot of people are afraid to express it because you get a lot of backlash from it, from certain people. Even within the community, even people that I would think would know better, like, seem to instantly react really horribly to it. And either they'll do it, like, they'll they'll subtweet you about it, but still be public, you know, saying, like, oh, look at this idiot, you know, each dysphoria isn't real, you know, like, just kill yourself. That kind of shit. That's a little extreme. And then you get people who will absolutely do it behind your back, and then I have to find out later. And they'll go like, well, it makes me and my friends uncomfortable because it's weird to want to be a kid while you're involved in this kink. And And it's like, well, you know, like, I didn't really choose to feel this kind of dysphoria much in the same way that I didn't really choose to, to have it, or that anyone would choose to have a kink for anything, you know? Like, I was feeling, like, I had these dysphoric feelings or this interest in baby stuff well before any sexuality came into play in my life. Yep. So, and you know, then, like, like, I was seven or something seven or eight and it's like when i re like it's it's like in puberty when i rediscovered things that that's like yeah because sexuality started forming and things got weirdly crossed over but it's like the age dysphoria aspect of me and like the kink side of me are just not related yeah i i think that it's it's something that we as a community should talk more about and i think we should mention it we should we needed to mention it here with you i don't mm-hmm. want to dwell on it the whole recording time so let's no no, no. I, to, I get let's go on to uh to what are your hobbies outside the family? what are my hobbies <laughs> and the answer and is, is not i mean i have i have a lot of hobbies to be honest i mean like djing is of course, a really big one, and music production as well. 
I'm sure we'll get into that more. You know, like, I like tinkering with old computers and consoles and stuff like that. I've been collecting those for years now. Just sort of, you know, not, not really, like, anything in particular. I just, like, like old computers and, like, having them around and setting them up and playing around with them, just doing stuff, playing old games and things like that. So... Have you or the Smash community found a solution to the CRT problem that will eventually happen? Uh, what CRT problem? The the the, the, the eventual running out of TVs. Yes, there is a solution to that problem, and that is that I think, to a degree, people will have to get over themselves. And I'm like not saying this in in a mean way. It sounds really mean, but. The thing is, is that like, yeah, CRTs are better for input lag and stuff like that to a degree, but there's a lot of modern screens that are just as good. And there's like, because people will compare those things, you know, they'll, they'll say like, oh, there's so many milliseconds input lag on this or that or whatever. But they, there's often people don't take into account that there's your own nervous system, which has, like, a certain reaction time. There's no taking into account how fast uh, the picture builds. You know, like, because it, it, it can be that, like, modern screen has a certain amount of milliseconds input lag, but builds the image faster than a CRT does. Because on a CRT, it's like, okay, you're at 60 hertz, so you have 18 milliseconds for each frame to build. And then then your brain has to still process it, and then your fingers still have to react to those. But, like, they have to react and send those button presses. And there's a lot of factors that come into play there. So I think, ultimately, the solution is getting used to flat panels or people will need to get really hardcore into the hobby of CRT repair and construction which is difficult that, but I that have would be the some, most niche hobby I have seen I've met some very dedicated people I'm sure there's someone out there willing to learn this stuff to be yeah. fair um I I literally cannot tell the difference between CRT and non-CRT inputs, like delays. A lot of people can't. I, I think one of the big problems with that is um, a lot of people are used... Like, a lot of people have seen modern TVs and how bad the input lag... But the thing is, is, like, a lot of the time modern TVs are set up for to consume, you know, movies and TV shows. They're not really set up for games and stuff but they often will have like a sort of game mode and yeah. even then you'll you'll have tvs that have even better sort of input latency and it's definitely possible to get tvs that have very good input latency if you compare them to crts it's just a lot of people don't really bother looking for them because they've seen the in-store demos or they've seen the TVs over at Family they think that's it. I think they're wacko wrong. 
I, I oh. mean, you know. But what about Yakko? What about what? Is there a Wacko wrong? Is there is there a Yakko wrong? Or is Yakko right? <laughs> I have no idea what's going on, but that's cool. I, I'm, I, <laughs> I like, I've I, lost the plot as well. I like the Animaniacs. Um, yeah, Animaniacs. Yeah, okay. Because Speaking of they, Yakko, they, Wacko, and Dot. Yeah, oh the God. three genders. <laughs> Man, what 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 species is the Animaniacs? Speaking of species, Whoa, wait, wait, uh, wait. Wait, what? I don't know when. How do you put your diapers on? Top tape or bottom tape first? I thought we were going to get rid of this question. <laughs> what? I mean, when go ahead. <laughs> Neither, because I usually wear ones that have one tape per side. Or pull-ups, because you're a toddler. Or pull-ups. Well, most pull-ups no, have... As Seriously, as... no. We need to, we need to get proper functional pull ups because it's ridiculous. The weird thing about uh, pull ups is that pull ups have tapes. Like people don't realize, yeah. uh, most of them are just pre taped diapers that have like longer tapes on the sides. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't. A lot of modern ones, yeah, <laughs> definitely. We're gonna start this. We're gonna spark this debate again because if, right. if you say if you say if you say pull ups are pre taped diapers, you're gonna awaken the. <laughs> The All right. Beings. All right. Wait. Just, so, yes. Finally, the episode we get canceled on. Yes. No. I mean, I just, no. I just think the whole debate is hilarious. Because the, 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 the thing is, just like, I, I remember, you know, like the, this whole thing started with like, like, oh, pull-ups aren't diapers, or pull-ups are diapers, and this, this whole like tongue-in-cheek <laughs> sort of Twitter war star. But I thought it was incredible that at one point you got people who started taking it seriously. Who were like, yeah. Well, yeah. you should just respect people's choices and everything. And I was like, yeah, okay, fair, maybe people. But it went a step further because I also saw people saying like, well, you shouldn't say like like pull-ups aren't diapers because for some people, pull-ups are the only thing they can get and it's real diapers to them. So you couldn't disrespect that. It's real I'm like, yeah, true. That, you're right. You know, like you should. But on the other hand, Never it's have I been so offended joke. by something I could. <laughs> never have I been so offended by something I could a hundred percent agree with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. I, you, you know what we can't agree with? What the favorite aminal is? What's your favorite aminal in? Oh Jesus! All right. I'm a cat, so the cat, obviously. Okay. All right. Yeah. Some people we, don't. We've, we've had guests on the show that are like, like, what was it, Gemma? No, who was it? That it was just like their favorite aminal was like way out of left field, um, uh, wasn't it? Oh, I, I remember person person alias was cute because he said his favorite was donkeys, which was I thought was was adorable. Oh. Yeah, because uh, I don't know, it's just the way he said it and the way he was describing it was just very cute to me. Uh, and then I'm trying to remember which wait. one it was. It's like oh, it's actually this is my favorite aminal. Anyways, uh, um. Yeah, I, we, uh... I, I I just like cats quite a lot. I I relate to them quite a lot. They basically live the life that I would love to have. Just sleep a lot, eat, get cuddles occasionally, just fuck shit up like a total brat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cats cats are basically the toddlers of the animal kingdom. That's true. Dogs are just yeah. dogs are also the toddler of the animal kingdom, partially because they're just wolves who figured out that if they 
act cute and stay around humans they'll get fed and then we were like yeah we're gonna make you smaller and more adorable because you have to stay around us for too long cats Meanwhile, did the same thing except cats also figured out they don't even have to be obedient like dogs are just like like oh yes i'm very eager to please whoever just so i'll get treats and cats are just like laying there like fuck you feed me <laughs> yeah and we're just as, as, as humans we were just like yeah sure that seems like a good deal all right that's yeah you're pretty good at catching mice uh, yeah just hang around do some small do some small yeah. paths we're good with you yeah, you're, you're doing a service for us. We will obey you. <laughs> like... Yeah, this this is like a what is it? Um, it's like that that scene in Bolt where they end up at the trailer park, and the cat teach and the cat teaches Bolt how to beg, and it's just like, all right, cool. Now we got dinner because they go around and it's just like, oh, what a cute puppy, and they throw food at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember, but he doesn't know how to beg at first. Yeah, like, that's seriously. You're a puppy that doesn't know how to beg. I, listen, I it kind of it fucked with me when I watched that episode of Bluey where they went to the pool and like I didn't know dogs didn't know how to shake. You have to learn how you have to learn how to do that. Really? Yeah, no, my dogs apparently... do it naturally. I I don't know. Maybe it might be a, it might be a thing with different breeds, but like that kind of. I don't know, because they're because if you watch the episode, they like they get in the pool and then they get out and it's like, oh, I'm cold. And it's like, why don't you shake? It's like, well, I don't know how to shake. And I was like, what? I I'm not I sure think that's that was, like. I don't think that's isn't real. That, <laughs> yeah, isn't that just something they wrote in to make them more kid like? It's like, oh, they still yeah. have to learn things. Yeah, <laughs> I like that show. Uh, I think my favorite moment, just a candid like real moment they had, was like, "Hey, mom, I'm not your mom." Oh. Dad, <laughs> just oh like God. a real candid, like, oh my gosh! There, there's so many good small moments in that show, like that, that just make it so incredibly genuine. And I really love that. Yeah, really. If you want to learn how to be a toddler and not a baby, you should watch Bluey. Speaking of being a toddler, uh, transition. I'm trying to do these uh, transitions naturally. Now. Yeah, I'm working real yeah. hard. Help, help me out here, buddy. See, uh, so. <laughs> So um, one of the, one of the things we like to uh, I feel like we should talk about because if you if anyone knows Lynn and her presence on social media, um, I definitely like it because you, uh, Sammy Cinnabon, and a few other people kind of keep me in check from calling everyone a baby because if you call Lynn, if anyone calls you a baby, I believe you will you will say no, I'm a toddler. And I will I, I will say like kiss my pull ups. I just have that my, reaction yeah. image ready <laughs> every single time. So I don't even know why. Right, people people who don't recognize toddler weird. All right, one you're losing because if you're not recognizing toddler, that means that you're probably a baby. All right, listen, and you're not getting the reinforcement power of going. Oh wait, they're big kids. They're bigger than me. Ah. Uh. Yeah. So like that that's one thing I wanted to talk about cuz I think some people cuz initially I was like what what's the difference? Like I I feel like there there is, wouldn't you say? There's a major Yeah. Difference. I mean, there, there there is sort of a difference. I feel like for a lot of people the distinction doesn't really exist cuz you know, like half the fandom 
community or whatever is basically like, oh yeah, I'm like, you know, the seven-year-old wolf that wears diapers, but it's basically just a bit. You know, like, there it's like sort of, <laughs> like their identity is all over the place, which is fine, by the way. I'm not disrespecting that. But yeah, I don't. For, for I me, think... it's also like there. There is like a certain thing about being a toddler, which it's a certain stage of like in your life where you start to become more independent and more self-aware and everything, and it becomes a big deal that you're seen as that. Um, yep, and that's kind of. Like what I want, like I don't want to be called a baby because, you know, babies are very dependent. They don't do anything. They on don't. Their own. Exactly, they don't do anything on their. They they have no. Um, there's a really good word for this, but it's escaping me right now. They have no agency, basically, and toddlers start getting some agency. Yep. And uh, so for them, it's it's oh. very important to have that. You know, like. Being like sort They're... of self-aware. And, I'm off and... to exert my dominance over the refrigerator. Like that's that's toddler energy is exerting your dominance over things, even though you're not really like at the top of the food chain yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's 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 seeing like it's pushing boundaries and stuff and, and figuring exploring. things out. Exploring exactly. Yeah. Exploring and it's like it becomes very important. Like it's like a very important identity thing as well. That you know like. You're respected like that, you know. Like it's it's like and and this like there's like parallels with like real life stuff, I guess. Whereas like you don't disrespect a kid that's trying to become bigger, you know. Like you don't disrespect them trying to you know be more uh, independent and everything, you know. Like they ask to help with something. You give them something they can do. You know, you don't necessarily give them anything dangerous to do. You're not going to let them chop vegetables with a sharp knife if they're asking to help with cooking. But, you I know, love, like, they can do think... something in the kitchen, maybe. You know, like, oh, here, here's a packet of pasta in a jar. Just put the pasta in the jar, you know, like, and you'll feel accomplished because you're helping. I you're love, I love... Kid. I love cooking with toddlers because it's like you can have them do like small things and be like, "Hey, can you can you uh can you hold the spoon for me?" That's like a li little toddler thing. And then like a big toddler thing is, "Can you stir this for me?" Yeah, yeah exactly. Which I love doing. I think the thing is also very... like... Go ahead. Yeah, there's also like a lot of people don't seem to realize what toddler cuz a lot of people think like, "Oh, a toddler is like you know, four or five years old and potty trained and just going to school and boring. But it's like toddler age starts at like one to two years old already, you know, when you're beginning to walk, you know, like toddle, which is where it comes from. And that's like when you start to gain some independence and stuff. And it's just important for me to have that reinforced. And I don't necessarily mind being called a baby if it's like in an affectionate way. The oh. the problem for me comes from when it's like I establish, you know, like my identity as being a toddler and then people go like, no, but you wear diapers, so you're a baby. And it's like, no, you know, like, don't go against me, you know, like, I'm, yeah. See, I always find the difference between toddler and baby to be like the ability to understand a moral problem yeah like, really yeah to because, a degree yeah so like a newborn 
if they do something bad, you can't punish them or tell them it's bad. You just tell them no like a pet and hope they get it. Yeah. And but then a, toddler, a, toddler, a toddler does something and it's bad, you tell them, you're not supposed to do that. You're not in trouble, but you're not supposed to do that. And here's why. And it kind of sinks in and they learn from it. Yeah, and then the next time they'll, you know, like they'll know it's bad. But it's also like that's also like a part of it. It's like, you know, like learning consequences. Yeah. But also like like knowing like, okay, I did this bad thing and I got told no, you're not allowed to do that. Can I do this again and what will happen? It's like it's it like being a toddler is almost like a sort of scientific approach to being a baby because it's like, okay. I don't really like have a lot of responsibilities. There's not really a lot of consequences for what I do. Let's see how far I. What happens if I do this? What yeah, happens? Really... Like, I think it's also around the time you start to develop a sense of self. You know, you start to realize, yeah, exactly. like, I'm a person. Like one day, one day you're just like sitting there with like a brain that's like. <laughs> yeah, because I think around. Exactly. And then suddenly so... you're like, "Fuck! I'm having thoughts." Yeah, so yeah, around like three or four is when your long-term memory sets in. So you know, it's, there's yeah, a reason it's, I it's always describe myself that. as. Yeah, I there's a reason I describe myself as an infant when I do it because it's like no, usually what I like to do when I'm in little space is like the thought pattern is not you know toddler like. It's like ooh, I want to do this. I'm going to do this to the best of my ability. I mean, it's. It's it's the same thing for me as 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 like in the toddler headspace. There's a lot of like overlap there, of course, but it's a, a bit more sort of self-aware. Exactly, you beginning to realize yourself as a person. But there's also like that thing that comes in where it's like, um, you 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 start to become self-aware and get a lot of thoughts. And like one thing that I noticed that happens for me in the toddler headspace is that I have more thoughts than I know how to express. Like, I lose my vocabulary in little space, like, a big chunk of it. And I notice that when I'm, like, trying to communicate with the grown-ups, and suddenly I realize, like, oh, I don't know the word for what I want to say. And I get frustrated. This is, like, a whole, like, thing, like, you know, like, toddlers are really, like, tantrum-y and, like you know like annoyed and, and you know, the whole reason behind that is like there's there's like a development shift that happens like suddenly your brain goes in overdrive and you suddenly start to comprehend the world around you a lot better and you have wants and needs but you still like the ability to express it properly yep yeah that's yeah that sounds about right honestly it's like Sometimes, this is yeah, like some... Because I, I sort of experienced, like, I've experienced this in little space, and I was, like, you know, doing sort of research, because it's interesting to me how psychology and everything works. And this is, like, an actual thing that happens with, with kids, you know? Like, they suddenly get that, and it's like, holy shit, that's just what happens to me in little space, you know? Like, yeah, yeah no wonder, you know, like, like, toddlers are such very little shits, you know? Like... Imagine that suddenly, you know, like imagine, you know, suddenly someone taking away like 90% of your vocabulary and you can still think everything you can think now. 
but you just you, you don't know the words for it anymore. You don't. And then yeah, people I, are trying to communicate with you, but they still treat you like you're much younger sometimes. And it's like, you get really frustrated. It's like, no, I want that. And they're like, well, I don't understand what you want. It's like, I want that thing. But you don't know the word for the thing. And the thing might be like a peanut butter sandwich. You know, like, it's yeah it's an interesting feeling i think the thing the thing i'm thinking of when you say that though is like uh some it sometimes happens to me and unfortunately like thinking about it it sounds very button pushing and littling but like in the in the moment i'm just like what the hell uh in the sense that like sometimes i will definitely be like very tired or hungry but i don't know what get babied in a language that you barely speak Oh, yeah. I do that to sock. It's great. But um, what I was going to say was uh, I will be tired or hungry or something, but I'll usually be caught up in stuff. And by the time I have a moment to take inventory of myself, it's like I feel bad, but I don't know why. It's like I need something when I want it and something like that. And it's like you just get really fussy and and, you know, frustrated about yeah. this thing and it's just like i want something or it's like i don't i'm not gonna be happy I'm, and, 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 uh, i'm angry or whatever you know up you know angry. kind of like a meltdown yeah yeah, yeah. Well, it's like i don't know i kind of have a meltdown it's a, and then and then something happens you know you go you take a nap or it's like okay here's some food and then you're just like oh i was hungry yeah, they're, they're, or, oh I was you know tired. you know you know why that happens you know you know what you're supposed I'm, to do when that happens is it because i'm a baby what you're supposed to use your words to say But that's that's the th- I, like I've had care caretakers that really could sense this kind of stuff well. I've had it when it's like use your words, you know, like it, it's a powerful thing to say. It's really button pushy. But sometimes yeah. I literally cannot find my words. And, I know and that's fine. It's also important that you know that gets recognized. And it's like, okay, you try to use your words, and it's like, you don't know, you know, like, but it's also really hard to say, I don't know in that situation. No, you, you give them, in that, in that situation, you definitely yeah. give the toddler guesses. You say like, mm-hmm. oh, is it this, or am I closer, or... Exactly, that, that, that is like a very important thing as well with, like, baby versus toddler, because a a baby, you just do things for. You just sense what they need, or you like look for cues and you do the thing. With no, a toddler, just... it's more. I mean, yeah, but, but but with a toddler, it's more like you sense something, but then you also ask them. Yeah, and you know, like you try to sort because that way you give them a bit more agency over their situation. That that's what I like to be given some agency, and. One thing that's really fun and button pushy, which absolutely works on me, and it's terrible that it works on me, but it's like you can give me multiple choices between one thing that you want me to do and another thing that I will not want to do at all. You know, it's like basically like, okay, do you want to take a nap? Like, you know, like, it's just like, do you want to take a nap now or in half an hour? You're giving me a choice, but it's not really a choice, you know? Like, or it's yeah. like, okay, yeah. do you want, you know, like, do you want to eat, you know, like, uh, your vegetables now? You know, like, do you want to eat, are you going to eat your vegetables now? Or are you not going to give me dessert? It's basically still like a choice. 
but it's not really a choice. Yep. And, but it still gives gives me agency. You know, it's, it's yeah, stupid, it's, but it works. Well, yeah, it's something. <laughs> it it's something that like it, it is something that you do with like kids. That that sounds like one of the things that parents will do with children is it's like well. And it, it it gives it's like you said it gives them agency and for for kids for toddlers for for people that are trying to like in that I I almost want to say sophomoric state of of your of mind uh, in the sense that sophomore actually it means wise fool it's like you know what you you know things about the world because you know toddlers have been around they they've been around for like a few years and so it's like oh okay. Now I feel like I know stuff, but and then you don't. So yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. You know what you want, but you don't always know what's best for you. And sometimes you need a grown up to trick you into making the right choice. Yeah. Right. Um. So, why well, I got a choice for you? No, Would you like it... to? Oh, <laughs> what? Sorry. Uh, I... I was going to say. Would you like a? A choice in do you have a specific choice in music you like? I was gonna no here no 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 here's okay, here's, here's what I was gonna, better. I was no, 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 I was gonna be like so would you like to talk would you like to talk about uh so would you like to talk about your uh would you like to talk about your music or now or later? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I I, I think we're gonna make the. Really. Yeah, I, I think we're gonna make the the executive decision to to make that now because I I love this. This is a great conversation, and I, our listeners are gonna get a kick out of it. Like, what is it? I feel like we've been. I feel like this has been going on for hours. But uh, I think that the main reason we brought you on <laughs> was to talk about was talk your about your music, music career. Yeah, I mean, you because... can always bring me back to talk about the other stuff more, right? So yeah, that's not a no. problem. To- totally. Um, so you are a music, you're a music producer, you're, you're a DJ, you make uh, jungle music, is that correct? Well, as a DJ, like, I mostly play, like, jungle, drum and bass. That That's kind of the thing I've been, like, like sort of the discovered from, like, in my early teens, and that's what I wanted to play as a DJ. When I make music, it's like all kinds of stuff, really. I I just enjoy making music in all kinds of genres. So, really, yeah. oh well, I I was I was, I feel like I've known you mostly for like house electronic music or like you said jungle well, music. Well, yeah, it's it's like it's it's kind of interesting because a lot of people have the idea that I make one type of music but it seems to be different depending on the person because there's people who say like oh yeah it's cool that you make music but i'm not really into hard style and i'm like well that's not all i make though and it's like you mentioned house and it's like i i make all kinds of uh, styles of music and it's basically like i've always enjoyed doing that but particularly like a few years ago um I sort of decided that I I want I like I wanted to make you know like I I still wanted to continue doing that but I wanted to do it under different names so you know like have one pseudonym for one style of music roughly 
this sort of evolves from like a joke because I was participating in a music competition and it was basically one entry per artist and I thought like well what if I just make four different tracks and just give like use different pseudonyms just submit it all you know like it kind of spun from there and then I started like the the web label that I have and what? It's uh, what is it? What 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 is it called? Terror toddler or something like that? Well, like like terror toddler is like one of the pseudonyms that I have. Is it? It seemed like funny to do do like really like aggressive like sort of hardcore techno speedcore kind of things, you know, like kind of tantrumy music under that name. Yeah. Um, like the name came from a friend of mine. Like they they. Like I, I was, you know, like like, sort of, you know, like like. It's kind of a strange story. There was someone on Facebook that was suspecting me to be ABDL, and they were trying to get me to send it. But I suspect I knew they were as well, and I was like trying to get it out of them. And because of like, I was sharing this conversation with a friend, and they just jokingly called me a terror toddler. And I was like, "That's great! I need to do something with that name." Um, but that, yeah. that's like one of the names which I release music under. But I tried to make that one that I sort of have the most sort of baby fur focused. Right. So, um, you have so I don't know where I was going with this. <laughs> My mind just completely blanked. Uh, the mind blank pants pool. Basically, I need to change. Um, uh, so, um, the, but I don't know why I thought it was like okay, cool. You just make like jungle music. I forget. There's like hundreds of genres within electronic music, but I, I yeah. thought it was. Oh, yes. I, I thought it was interesting, and I I kind of want to talk about um. Cause I know we talked about it once before uh, about like the origins of jungle music and stuff like that. So like, you know, what, what is, what is jungle music and like, how did it get its start? Do you know? I know you, I'm pretty sure, you know, right. I mean, like it's complicated because you basically have this period around like 1990, like a sort of five to seven year period in which Basically, most modern electronic genres that you can think of sort of got started there. And around that time, you basically just had, like, like everything was pretty much just, like, house music or hardcore or techno. Things evolved from there. So you had, like, sort of the whole, like, it's it started with, like, you had, like, in the late 70s, you had, like, sort of disco evolving into house and then... House evolved throughout the 80s, and then people started adding different elements to that, you know, like, so you got this sort of, you know, like, four-on-the-floor house beat, but people started adding break beats to it, which also came from the hip-hop scene, and then, you know, like, it sort of, like, evolved from there, and at some point, somewhere in, like, in, like, the early 90s, was like, okay, but what if we just remove that four-on-the-floor beat, and we just have the break beat, and just focus on that and like deep bass lines. And that's kind of how you got like jungle. Um, you know, like it sort of evolved because you had jungle techno and 
So, it's, so I wanted to ask this of of every. Um, how would you get started in doing music? Because one of the things I, I I've talked about, like one of the things that I'm kind of wanting to do is uh, how do I put this? I wanted to make music that is like a single person listening experience with like headphones and basically all you're supposed like all it's supposed to be is supposed to be very uncomfortable to listen to um but at the same time soothing i guess how would one get into starting doing electronic music i mean it it's really it's it's really broad because it's all about you know there, there, there's so many ways and there's so many tools and possibilities out there i could like recommend and name some things but you know like it's not necessarily going to work for everyone and it it basically comes down to you know like search around for tools and and play with them and see if you get anything out of them you know like there's you know like i i have known people who basically just downloaded audacity which some of you might know it's just a simple audio editor yeah. you can like drag sound files into there or record with your microphone and there's no real like music sequence but i know people who like made entire albums just that way and just like like recording weird stuff and like layering them up and mashing them up that is already a way to do it you know like if you want to make music, you don't really need anything except for, you know, like a phone or anything that, you know, sort of can record or run a piece of software that can make sounds. Um, there's like sequencers out there, which, you know, like you have Ableton, which is fairly popular. There, There's like... You know, like Reason, which is fairly popular, which is very self-contained, and Bitwig, and all kinds of things like that, which are very much, you know, sort of a drag-and-drop visual experience. Some of this software is available for free, some of it not. There's Fruity Loops, which is very popular. It's called FL Studio nowadays, but, you know, like... That's um, the one I know that I've... Yeah. I feel like I've, I've messed around with that a bit when I was younger, because I, I also wanted to make music. I still kind of do, but I don't, with the amount of focus and commitment that I put towards everything these days, that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. Um, but it's, yeah, FL Studio is really good, especially if you know how to use it. And uh, also, if, I think what I noticed is a lot of people that are really good with it are, uh, they usually if you have some peripherals like a keyboard or uh, whatever soundboards or whatever you use with it also helps. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, like having a keyboard can help, but you don't need it, you know? Like, nowadays, like, cause for example, the way I usually make music is with trackers, which is a different sort of... It, it's still sort of a sequencer, except it's more, you know, text-based... Um, it's a fairly old school way of doing things. It sort of predates most, you know, like modern sequencers. It was started like in the late 80s on Amiga computers mostly. That is my preferred way of making music. Just I I don't know. I just started doing that because I enjoyed the limitations of the format and that's how I went with it. And like I 
I've done many things. Like I've used like you know sequencers with virtual instruments and like a MIDI keyboard, and done music with a lot of you know real synthesizers and stuff like that. And these days, it's just you know I have the tracker program. It's called OpenMPT. If you want to look it up, it's free. So anyone can use it and make music with it. There's lots of tutorials out there. And it's just that. And then a load of samples that I've gotten from my own collection of vinyl. And just putting them in there. And I don't even use a MIDI keyboard anymore. I just do it with my regular PC keyboard and sort of... I'm not very... I don't have any musical training. You don't need to, like, know any music theory to make music. You just have to... Listen, use your ears, and do whatever sounds good to you. And, for example, if you want to make things that are uncomfortable, which I think is really cool, if you want to make music that's actively uncomfortable to the listener, that is, I I really admire that. I think it's really cool. Well, um, I I, I think I talked about this before, and I want to yeah. tell I, I want to mention this. So what it is is I have a few ideas for different things but one of them is basically to mimic what it feels like to have adhd to some extent um yeah so the music will probably change like rhythm and sound but it's also going to have uh things like doors opening in the background uh small like hushed conversations things that are like really hard to if you're listening on headphones it's going to sound like things are behind you things that like oh yeah trying to steal attention that's kind of the vibe i want to go for I mean um, that is it's it's uh, pretty easy to do that I think like yeah. you, you if you know what you want then it's like doable and I actually know there there is some music out there which does this unintentionally because it will have a sound in there that sounds exactly like a doorbell or like a microwave going off and it catches me off guard every time I think one of my favorite examples of this was um uh, Caravan Palace, they have a song called Aftermath, and during it, it's a, it's like a, it has a very kind of, like, just, like, old-timey microphone, where it has, like, the, the echo-ish sound to it, um, and then they just suddenly switch to, like, a modern recording of, uh, just ukulele, and it's a very hard shift, and it, like, does wonders for my ears. Um, what, oh, okay, I think we're, uh, I think we've definitely I think we've definitely stayed on this topic for a while. Uh there is one thing I would like to talk about uh about this and this is just this is more of just a funny thing that I think uh that kind of ropes back into the toddler stuff. There's apparently some joke about uh pull up selecta. Uh, do you mind explaining what that is? Yeah, that is like I I still love that joke so much because it's it's so incredibly specific. You have to like understand very specific sort of things to get that. In, in like in like the old jungle drum and bass culture, you have like the phrase like pull up selecta, which basically is like, you know, like selecta is like sort of the person who plays the music in like sound system culture and that kind of thing. Um, and and like like pull up basically it just means like like you know restart the tune like like rewind it start it from from the top you know and it's it's sort of a thing that's like oh 
You know, you know when a tune builds up and has a really good drop and just gives you this amazing feeling and you want to hear it again. It's like sort of for that kind of thing, right? It's like everybody feels that hype and like pull up, select up, reload, start it again, and the hype builds up the second time. So there's there's that part of the joke. And then it's basically just like, oh, I'm a toddler. I choose which pull-ups to wear. I select the pull-ups. I'm a pull-up selector. Right. It's literally that fucking stupid. I love it. No, it's great. That's a that's a good small way to. Yeah, I mean, I I made that joke on Twitter once, and then at some point I had to you know get a Patreon reward from Perjai, and I was like, okay, that. Yeah, I I think it's I think it's even more interesting. Um, it's funny because I, I I post I posted the picture, but basically like you're you're yelling pull up selecta in a pull up, and you have a lighter. Uh, but yeah. uh, upon closer inspection, your pull up is also camo, which you said is is a part of jungle jungle music yeah. culture or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of like camo uh, and stuff like it, it. It has a lot to do because like a lot of like jungle drum and bass culture lends a lot from like you know dancehall sound system culture from Jamaica, and there's like a lot of sort of like. Yeah, I don't know exactly how that comes into play, but it's 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 a part of that sort of culture, aesthetic, vibe, whatever you want to call it. Oh, okay. But yeah, uh, it was I don't I can't even remember if I specifically asked for the camo pull. I the thing is or I think I did ask for them and I was like kind of like, huh, they're like blue camo, that's kind of odd. And then later found out those are real apparently. yeah they're the good yes nights. there's there's like actual camo good nights which yeah. i yeah. just think is yeah. incredible because they didn't know that first time i had an orgasm was in a camo good night yeah <laughs> and with that lynn do you have any books no wait we i want to ask her <laughs> no joking, yeah, joking. Uh, <laughs> um Okay, well, this this is the last thing I, I I had on the agenda here, and I mean, unless y'all have other things you'll want to you want to ask Lynn about, but um, so you 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 seem to do quite a few things here. You're you're a DJ. You you stream on Twitch as well. You you're you're kind of just you kind of just do a lot of things. How do you balance all this sorts of things? DJing, Twitch streaming, and like the baby for lifestyle. I kind of don't. Is it the autism? It's, it's thanks. It's, it's the, the autism. autism. Thanks. It's the autism. That's <laughs> that is... pretty much it. I just do whatever <laughs> I happen to feel like at the time, and it just kind of sometimes pans out, and it sometimes doesn't. But like, just just the thing is, is that like the the whole like toddler baby fur lifestyle is like it's just a part of who I am. You know, like everything else is just sort of a part of that as well, and I just you know. I I don't really keep things separated. I don't really like sort of work everything into everywhere. I just kind of try to do whatever I happen to vibe with at the time. Ah, uh, you're just and it's, yourself. It's, you yeah, and it's it's, it's it's nice that people respect it from both sides. Like at least for the most part, you know, like there there's always going to be people who really try to force you know, like, baby fur stuff into uh, 
you know, like context where it's not really relevant, you know? Yeah. There... I'm I'm fine to talk about that kind of stuff on my Twitch streams occasionally. But some people people really try to for sometimes I'll be like, okay, you know, like let's let's move on to something else. And then they'll try to still push that conversation and it's a little bit annoying. Yeah. But that's it's I, I accept it as well. It's just I've made that sort of personality and reputation for myself, so it is what it is. I try to be polite about it. I, yeah, I, I, I think respect that, that. Yeah, that's a that's a thing that I'm that is gonna occur, and that's unfortunately that is a sad reality with like baby furs. Is that I, I think it, it comes from? Um, it, I mean, it kind of comes from the fact that like. Uh, you know, it comes you, from the fact that you're a baby. You're easy to bully. It comes from the fact that, well, baby stuff, especially like you know, but I, th I think the, the reasoning behind why baby furs are usually like I'm baby and like just push it on, especially like when they're around other baby furs, is uh, it's like it's like you were talking about when you were saying how you got into the community. Uh, there's just an overwhelming sensation of like I'm not alone, and it's just like I this is my only place and my only chance to really kind of express that, and so they they try to they try to get as much out of it as they can, and that's kind of how it is for like a lot of especially a lot of younger ABDLs. I feel like yeah, you know, it's no, like, no, no, absolutely, you know, yeah. Um, like I, I I definitely noticed that, and it's like the, it's a sense of one like. They find found the community, and they like you know there's people in the community that look up to me, and so they they want to talk to me, they want my opinion on things like that, they want to feel validated in it, and I'm fine with that. This is also why, like for example, the disc I started Discord for streaming reasons, but it's become more of a general place. But I like specifically made like sort of an ABDL baby first space on there as well because. Like, on one hand, you know, like, I want to do things outside of that space, but I also don't want to exclude anyone. And, you know, it's, 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 that's, that's basically it. Like, there's people outside the ABDL and Baby Fur community who know this about me, and they're fine with that. But I also want to not necessarily, you know, push it on them all the time. You know, like, they know it, it's fine. It's fine if it's mentioned in their company, but it doesn't need to be the narrative all the time. And it's it's finding a balance between those two parts, sort of. Mm. Uh, yeah, I I think yeah, I think that's a it's a good idea to kind of have a balance about it, like because I don't know, I feel like I feel like it's very hard to try and just completely be baby all the time especially when you're an adult and you have to do things all the time you know it, you know I, it comes down to what i feel like is yeah a pictured identity versus re versus like what actually is going on right like they it, it comes down to how you use that's a whole episode um, yeah that there's there's definitely a lot that we can pull about this into like a backlog and talk about this. Cause like there, I, I feel like there was definitely, there's definitely an episode 
where we should air our grievances about the the baby fur fandom because you know there there's some things like this that you know next episode me and nate air our grievances with the baby fur fandom yeah what no I mean, no no like, no no like, i mean like for me like the biggest the biggest grievance i have is like because i i absolutely understand that people want to you know like they're like oh and there's like other these other baby furs and they do all these cool things that i'm into and like they want to be friends and they don't really know how to act and behave and like to a degree i think it's fine you know like you have to learn somewhere i think my biggest grievance is that they don't know when to take no for an answer and this is it's it's like a sort of double edged sword because there's a lot of people who like being teased and being like 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 you're a baby no I'm not a baby you know and they enjoy that dynamic but a lot of people don't seem to understand that sometimes no means no for real yeah and it's like it, it like because is... when I, when I'm like saying like no I'm not a baby I'm a toddler that's not me like trying to be playful it's me establishing. You know my, like, like who who I am, what I am, what my boundaries are. Right, and I think that is the yeah. the biggest. It's not so much that people try to push it everywhere. That is part of the problem, but the problem is people pushing baby stuff, and then when someone tells them, "Hey, can you like tone it down a bit there?" Yeah, and then that being completely ignored. Totally. I, I 100% agree. Yeah, there, there's just, there's some things that need to be learned, but I, I think we definitely, I feel like that that's a whole, that's a whole of the ball of wax that we will cover in another episode. Uh, because I think, I think we are. First time I've ever heard that saying. Oh my. I mean, I, I just had want a... to, I just want I... to add to that. I am very, very much guilty of that behavior as well in the past. So, yeah. Oh, no, you know, yeah. Like, no. I think yeah. that's, everyone... that's why I can like I think that, that's everyone... why you can't like judge everyone, anyone on on it. You know, like I've been there. I think everyone like goes through that period where they don't. There's like this initial excitement when you join a community where you're all about being in that community, but eventually that dies down. And I think when you're overly excited, you sometimes forget your your like P's and Q's and understanding like personal space and boundaries and whatever. I think that's just a normal well, part of. Just like, remember letters now. Yeah. What the heck. I mean, Listen, yeah, this is. I, I know Lily is know a very Lynn, smart doggo. She knows. I know Lynn probably knows a few, but like, come on, man! <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you uh, got anyways. like an actual infinite and a Nate. Yeah, well, whatever. I am. I don't know. I'd, uh, I'd be anxious. To You're try Nate. Find You're Nate. Yeah. I'm You're Nate. Whatever. You like what you like, Nate. That's I the am important what I, thing. Yeah. So. Um, so. Yeah. We've come with to all the that butt being, of the show. The butt. Whatever. God, we're using a lot of sayings right now that I've never heard before. Yeah. The crinkly yeah. butt of the show. the show. Um and like all butts, let's get them plugs in. Uh, 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 right. So hey, hang on. All right. What what we're trying to say is Lynn, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Um it's this is an absolute pleasure of an episode. I think we could we could drone on and on about this, and I I honestly love this. This was a great episode, um, but we must bid adieu. So, um, where can people find you? Uh, and is there anything you'd like to plug at this time? Uh, as in like advertise or you know, you know what what's going on? 
So you can find me on Twitter at Totterlin. That's like my baby fur account. That's why where I prefer most like baby fur interactions. There's at Nintendo64, which is my main. You can follow me there too. Just keep the bab stuff on the like low key. Twitch, the the ABDL, exactly. Like on Twitch, I'm Lindrum. You can find me there too. That's sort of the the plug that I have, I guess. Follow me there. Watch me. Hang out with me. That's always fun. And there's uh, Feline Frequencies Bandcamp, which is sort of my web label where I post my music when it's finished. I'm currently working on a little compilation album will have all kinds of different styles of music. There will be more terror toddler stuff on there as well. So that's something to look forward to for anyone that likes music. I think that's about it, really. Quite the content creator. Um, (laughs) Lily, where can people find you? Oh, gosh. Actual Lily Pup on Twitter, and it's the Lily Pup on Twitch. Uh, I actually have been streaming again. I've been streaming almost daily. Um, uh, I just beat Blood, uh, um, uh, Demon Souls for the PS5, so if you would like to come watch me struggle through Bloodborne, a game I am not as good at uh, compared to the D- Dark Souls series, please come and watch. Just uh, don't I would- you don't have a block button in Demon Soul and Dark in Bloodborne, and I never block in Demon Souls know, anyways. It's, it's just, yeah, it's just Dark Souls, but without blocking. Oh my god! You'd be aggressive. Yeah, you have to be, be aggressive. Be aggressive. Uh, by the way, I want to do an episode. This is just a side thing. Um, I do want to. I do want to do a slight review of the PS5, maybe in the post show. Um, because it's 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 a good console. It's very good. Bonus episode. Right. Bonus episode. Uh, yeah. So, um, spe- and then uh, there's me, the yes. Spelly. Spelly, where can people find you? You can find me at Speller underscore nineteen on Twitter. I'm the boring one. All right, and I am Fluffy Nate. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, it's a bit of a bit of a shift now. If y'all have been listening to the show for a while now, uh, you can still find me on Twitter at Fluffy Nate. Um, however, that is my SFW Twitter because I have started streaming on Twitch. That's right, kids. Uh, Twitch.tv slash FluffyNate. What's that? We have two Twitch streamers. Be on the lookout for the Baby Furcast Twitch channel where we host our own content. Possibly, maybe. I I, I might look into that. Um, But, so, uh, at FluffyNate is going to be um, my SFW Twitch and furry Twitter. Uh, Like, I'm basically, I'm just basically copying Lynn. Uh, at this point, um, and then my aid, and then uh, the main uh, other my ad is going to be at yeah. is going to be at that padded panda. Um, I'm really glad I found that at because padded panda was stolen, and I was about to like throw a tantrum. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, yeah, if uh, uh. Where was I going with this? Twitch.tv slash FluffyNate. I'm planning on doing a stream possibly this Sunday, the 14th. Uh, if y'all are listening to this the day it comes out, that's tomorrow. And um, also, and I'm also definitely most like like 100% uh, this coming from um, this, not this Friday, but the next Friday, the 19th, I will be streaming the Gen 4 Remix when, when I get them immediately from GameStop. 
Uh, wow. I'm going to be in chat telling him he's bad at the game. I will yeah, be in yeah. chat as well. Um, if you'd like <laughs> yeah. to... Uh, if you'd like to be on the baby first stream. We should if you'd like to be on the... replay Jackbox as well. What if you... Uh, oh, yes. Hey. Jackbox. So, anyways, um, we're, we're getting distracted here. Patreon. Anyways, without that being said... Mate? Yes, uh, if you like, if you enjoy this show, uh, please be sure to please be sure to also share this with people and tell your friends, like tell your baby fur friends, your ABDL friends to listen to the baby fur cast. And also, if you want to support our show, we have a Patreon that is patreon.com slash baby for cast for one, three and five dollars a month. You can support the show. We will give you a username shout out and we will you uh, you can owe me a crisp high five if you see me at a convention. Um Three dollars a month will get you access to our Discord, where you can get uh, you can listen into our recordings as we do them live on the air, uh, and also get access to our episodes a day early on Patreon uh, with bonus content. So, for instance, our director's cut, where um, we talk about drugs. Uh, somehow, we ended up talking about drugs and other stuff. I it's been a wild night, guys. That's, that's- that's just yeah. because I'm here. I have that influence on people, apparently. Oh my god! Yeah, well, it's uh, Lily. Lily was talking about her wild experiences in high school. Uh, and if you guys like, you know, if you guys want more baby for cast, go ahead. And then uh, five dollar month, five dollars a month gets you all of that, as well as bonus episodes, which I have been slacking on, and I have been slacking on the Patreon uh, goal as well. Um, which, if you want to see me in a cheerleader outfit and a diaper, um, Patreon.com/slash/babyforcast. Uh, hopefully by the time this gets up, I will freaking post those pictures, but I'm usually very busy during the weekend. I really appreciate all the patrons, uh, the patrons patience, because you know, this, it's been very hectic for me at least and whatnot, but I'm trying to get everything under control in my life long and the short of it. Uh, with all that being said though, um, thank you all for listening. And, uh, next week we're going to have part three, the end or uh, the third part to our musical baby furs little dive uh, with catalyst DJ catalyst uh, some AKA something. Uh, and then we're probably going to talk Pokemon because that would be the day before the game releases. Possibly maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm hoping catalyst is a Pokemon fan anyways. Uh, with all that being said, thank you all for listening and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. 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 So long.